Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Hey guys, Clint here again. I got a new table. So I thought I'd come down here and uh, hit record, bring a drink. It's nighttime, okay, it's not morning. And talk a little, that's all. Oh, why did I just sigh? <laughs> oh, this is a terrible opening. You know, you know, you know, what am I talking about? I don't even know. I tend to talk about boring stuff. I know that. I know you're bored sometimes when you listen to me. I can't warm up. I just can't get into it sometimes. <clears throat> I like talking about things that get me going because then it gets me going. It gets the blood going. Okay. Anniversary the other night. We're going to go out for dinner. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go out for dinner during COVID times. So I find I find a local restaurant in town, the B&B. &B. I message them because they're not answering their phone. Sorry, I don't message them. They're online. You can book what time you want to go in. Okay, I do this on a Thursday. At 3 o'clock, I take the time 6 o'clock. That's what time we're going to be for 2. Table for 2, 6 o'clock. I got it, right? We're going, right? Said it was available. It's had a list of times. Why am I even talking about this? So Friday comes. It's 3 o'clock. It's 24 hours. Is that 24 hours? 24 hours later, you know, I almost got my slacks on getting ready, getting ready for this dinner. They messaged me back. Uh, sorry, that time, that time is unavailable. Can you take five o'clock? I'm like, no, I can't take five o'clock. Of course not. Eight o'clock? No. So now we're stuck. We're like, okay, where are we going to go out for dinner? So we go to, oh, we pick another restaurant in town. It's a Greek restaurant. Okay. I'm not going to, well, I kind of just said the name, didn't I? We go to the Greek restaurant. Have you been out for dinner during COVID times? Is it even really worth it? We go in there. It's empty. It's hollow. Why am I talking about this? I don't know. It's just... we. I order my dinner. I order the calamari dinner. I don't know why I order the calamari dinner. Of course, I'm not going to have fresh calamari. That, maybe they did, but I don't think it was. The wife orders a piece of cod, okay? We get our plates. We order two drinks, like half a liter of wine, $8 wine probably. I'm guessing. I get the calamari, and I swear to you, it is like going to Safeway and buying a bag of frozen calamari. I used to cut up calamari at Earl's. I used to, I was a, I was a cook at Earl's years ago. It just didn't look right. It looked like something you'd get at, you know, Thrifty Foods, okay? I got a little little scoop full of brown rice, and I got a little uh, a couple of carrots. That was my meal. Probably ninety cents it cost them for that meal. No shit, I'm not kidding. Probably ninety cents if you add it up. And the wife, I don't know, maybe a buck. <sighs> I have to ask for salt. Okay, I'm not picky. Well, maybe I am. But there's not even a salt shaker on the table. Or pepper. So they give me a bunch of little packets like that you get at McDonald's and you rip them open. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I didn't mean to swear. You're not supposed to swear early on. And I'm just like... The wine was horrific. When he, not even a candle. There's not even a candle on the table. I don't know why I didn't bother asking. You can't put a candle on the table? Is there not a candle on the table because it's it's COVID? You can buy 80 candles for seven bucks. Not even a candle or a salt shaker. So we go up and pay. You think you're going to get half price, right? 92 bucks. 
92 bucks for a shitty anyways happy anniversary boohoo right boohoo like why am I whining I got the best life ever I was thinking you know I was thinking the other day why am I talking about COVID Trudeau I'm not a political guy never have been never paid attention in my career I didn't care what the commissioner was ever I don't even know the commissioner's names when I was a cop I didn't even know I swear I didn't even know their names I didn't give a shit I had more things to worry about I'd have to think twice about who the who our prime minister was never once listened to what a prime minister had to say but now that I'm retired this all started with Chief Adam Allen, his behavior towards those Alberta cops. The criminal Chief Adam Allen, and he is a criminal. And what, what kickstart all this was when Trudeau came out and said that was systemic racism and that RCMP were systemically racist. And then the commissioner came out and said, yep, they sure are. I know all that's bullshit. It's like my eyes being opened. I think it was easier when my eyes were closed and I wasn't paying attention. But when you start looking at this stuff, like I was a cop. I know that's not the case. Trudeau's putting down the cops when he should be putting down Chief Adam Allen's behavior. His criminal behavior. It was disgusting and gross. So that kind of what... That kind of kicked me in the ass. And I'm like, things really are weird out there. They really are backwards. I said I wasn't really going to talk about this anymore, but I can't help it. And this is not what this episode, if we're calling them episodes, is about. But I just... Do you remember when Trudeau said this? And I salute the work they're doing. I uh, highlight that our government will be a partner. Uh, and I look forward to continuing to see thousands of Canadians protesting peacefully right across the country. Thousands of Canadians protesting. He encouraged protesters. Thousands. Not just 100 or 10. Thousands. I thought it was COVID. And he's encouraging people to go out and protest? I need to grab something. God, this is awkward. Sorry. Just having a glass of wine. I'm going to try to calm down. I sometimes review myself and I'm like, you're acting like an idiot. <sighs> Do you remember what he said before about COVID? Do you remember what he compared? Do you remember what he compared COVID to? Canada hasn't seen this type of civic mobilization since the Second World War. He compared COVID to the Second World War, Canada. What else did he say? Didn't he say stay home? These historic measures will support Canadians to stay home to defeat COVID-19. We'll give you money to stay home. We'll give you money to protest. If you're protesting, that's all right. You can leave. Maybe I'm the only one that gives a shit about this stuff. Maybe I am the only one. <laughs> I don't know. This is just a, like, oh, social distance, right? Right? Clear. I want to be clear. Social distancing, physical distancing, is the single best way to keep the people around you safe. But you can protest. Huh? What? Go home, stay home. Go home and stay home. Unless you want to protest. Mm -hmm. We all need to do this, right? This is what we all need to be doing. 
unless you're a protester. And we're going to make sure this happens, whether by educating people more on the risks or by enforcing the rules, if that's needed. Unless you're a protester. And that's what Mikey did, safety man. Remember Mike Farnworth? Effective immediately. That's why today, effective immediately, the province is enabling police and other enforcement officers to issue $2,000 violation tickets. Police can fine people $2,000. He came up with this fine system in August during the best month of COVID in Canada that we've ever had. Trudeau says, stay home, protesters, you can protest. I just don't want, I don't, just don't, I don't want hundreds. I want thousands to protest. COVID goes up. Yeah, you're right, Peter. You did come out with some fines. Mikey, safety boy, he came out with some fines. What? This is, this is like watching this is just like, like watching little kids. This is, why do I even care? Why do I care? Why does it bug me? I don't know. I don't know why it bugs me. This is what I've been doing during retirement. <laughs> I don't know why I'm even doing this. Why am I doing this? You know what the best part was? When he talked about this. When he said this. And do you even really give a sh- Many people in this country simply do not feel protected by the police. In fact, they're afraid of them. They're afraid of them. Of course. What's many people? He later on said about a thou thousands. He used the word thousand or thousands. <clears throat> Do you... Of course some people are afraid of the police. They're called criminals. Criminals are afraid of the police because they're criminals and they don't want to get caught. Of course they don't feel safe from police. Police hunt criminals. Criminals always come in contact with police. Because, but you know he's not talking about criminals. He's talking about ordinary people. But he's full of shit, and we all know it, right? Afraid? Are you afraid of the police? You're not a, let's say you're not a police officer watching. Of course you're not afraid of police. Police do not deal with the middle class to upper class. Police deal with the lower class. We deal with a small amount, a small group of people that commit a large amount of crime. Those are the people that are afraid of the police. Middle class, upper class, they're not afraid of the police. Like, is he tricking you? How many times have you had contact with police in your lifetime? Maybe twice? Maybe zero? They don't deal with middle class, upper class. They deal with shit rats. That's who they deal with. And when you did deal with the police, were you afraid? We are scared out of your wits. Like this guy. And people, listen to this. Little old ladies sitting at home, listen to this shit, and they believe it. They eat it up. And how great is it? How great is this moment, eh? How about this one? On our call, one of the things we discussed was the adoption of body cameras. I'm committing to raising this with the provinces this week so we can move forward as quickly as possible. Oh, yeah. He was talking to Lucky. He's going to quickly. What, he, what did he say? What was his words? Quickly, fastly as possible? Quickly. Really? You're going to do... He's going to get the body cameras going, guys. MPF is... They want to get it going, too. As quickly as possible. Wow. Let's pretend I'm still a cop. Where's where's my raise, Trudeau? You're going to get body cameras quickly and fast, but you haven't given me a raise in years. You've got raises. Where's my raise? You know, if I really was still a cop, I wish I was because I see things differently now. I'm not wearing a body camera. I'm not. I'm not wearing a body camera until you give me a raise, bitch. I said that nicely, but I'm not. 
show me the money, bitch. Shouldn't say that. I can't help it though. Show me the money. And then maybe I'll, I'll dangle a body camera off my tits. Then maybe I will. Pay me money to wear a body camera. And I don't want 5%. I don't want 10%. I don't want 15%. I want 25%. I want a juicy raise. Bitch. Can't help it. But he's going to roll this out quickly. Well, why weren't our raises rolled out quickly? I think the Canadian public would be shocked how much cops make. This stuff eats me up. It boils me up. Uh, no. No. What would what would happen if everybody said, thanks for the body camera's not going to wear it until you give me a raise and it better be juicy? Bitch. Huh? What would they do? They wouldn't do anything. They couldn't do anything. It's like the yellow stripe. The yellow stripe didn't do anything really. They did it. I don't know. Maybe it did. It felt better. It felt good to actually be able to do something. Like, you can't... Pro you can't... Uh, you can't protest as a cop or what fucking word am I looking at? Go on strike. You can't go on strike. But don't tell me, Peter, what to do when you won't even pay me. <laughs> like, show me my money. You want me to do more? Peter wants you to do something, guys. You racist police officers wants you to wear body cameras. Calls you racist, tells you how to be a policeman, and is going to make you wear body cameras. But you're not going to pay it. Yes, we're getting a raise. Everybody knows that. Uh, why do I think in my negative head that it's not going to be as good as it should be? If it's not 25%, I'm not where. Go fuck your. Piss off, Peter. I'm not wearing it. I'm not wearing oh. I don't know. Just the way he talks, the way he bullshits, what he stands for. Why did we elect him? And I don't want to take sides. I didn't start this podcast to take sides. I don't even want to talk about this, but I can't help it. I can't help it. Go protest, guys. Stay home. It's World War II. But you can protest, thousands of you, thousands of you, thousands of you. RCMP, no, you don't need money, but this is what I want you to do. I want you to dangle a body camera off you. No. No. No, go eat a steaming bowl of fuck. I'm sorry. And I'm trying to stop swearing so much. But you need to take that bowl and just eat it. Like, oh, I got to edit that part out. That was way too aggressive. And steaming bowl, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. I feel bad sometimes of the shit I say. Like the other podcast, I called one an old supervisor a fucking idiot. Shouldn't have done that, okay? Bottom line is, everybody wants to be liked in life. Not, not everybody's perfect. Do you know how many times I've blown it? One time, and that's enough to be imperfect and... uh I'm, I'm just saying I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. And supervisors blow it sometimes. That's all I was saying. I probably shouldn't have said F an idiot. But I can't take that back. But he is an F an idiot. See, now I feel bad. Okay. I need to be more joy, joy, joy for you. Have you noticed I can't talk? I can't say words, specific words. I'm not going to say the detachment anymore. I'm just going to say precinct. I can't even say that. Precinct. Down at the precinct. And change it up. Um... I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. I have a hotline number, guys. I'm going to play a call. Okay? 
Why am I, why am I talking like, I got a hot, can't I just relax? Just relax. Hey guys, I got a hotline number. The number is 604-330-2512. I think that's what it is. It's on my YouTube channel. If you go to the about, go to the about button, you'll, you'll see the number. I got my first call the other day. I'm going to play it. And I'm down here and I'm trying to figure out how I have to take it, the wave file, the sound file. I put it in my computer and then I run a plug to this mechanism that records the, I was trying to figure out how to do all this and I figured it out. I didn't even know. And I turned on the camera to see if it worked. But what I did was I answered this caller's question. He didn't even have a question. I just responded to the caller naturally thinking in my head that I'm going to do it differently. I want to do it again, right? There's more things I wanted to say, add, but I realized I can't, I can't redo it because if I redo it, then it's fake. It's phony. And I don't, I'm not an actor. I don't, I'm, I don't act. I don't know how to act. So I can't redo it. So I'm just going to show it to you. And then we're going to play, I'm going to play another call right now. So watch this. This is my first caller, guys. My first caller. It's a big deal. Why am I talking like that? It's a big deal, guys. Listen to this call. That's better. That's better. Listen to it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Hey, Clinton. Hey, man. My name is Paul Timber. Tall Timber. How you doing, bro? I've been listening. What did he say? Let's rewind that. He didn't say Tall Timber. Hey, Clinton. Yep. My name is Paul Kimber. Ah, Paul Kimber. I've been listening to you for about a month. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, you really cheer up my day. Thanks, dude. You got a pure heart. Ah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Now, listen, I don't got much time. I'm a retired guy like you. Well, then you would have a lot of time, Paul. And I know what you mean about the hospitals there. I lost my leg last year. No. Lost your leg, man. Fuck, I'm sorry to hear that, dude. Like a whole leg. I couldn't imagine losing a leg. Jeez. Let's keep on going. Whining. Got my life back. You got your leg back? Well, that's good news then. lost it you found it Good. i'm retired wife two kids grown and a dog like yours holy doodle i've had good experiences with the police and i've had bad experiences with the police you know what paul man i've had bad experiences too i had a uh <laughs> i had a staff sergeant who was a policeman and uh he nicked me nicknamed me shit show did you have a good night last night? Yeah. It's not what I heard. I heard it was a real shit show. Not a good experience. My parents raised us to respect the police. And I do still. Good. I forget all the bad experiences, but I, I'll never forget the good ones. Hmm. I have a cousin in Chicago, Illinois right now. Please. Word up, Chicago. Tough, sir. Ah, he's a police officer in Chicago. Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jordan. Chicago, Chicago Police Department. A lot of, lot of murders going on up there right now. He's way beyond that. But the detachment. <laughs> I love you, brother. You cheer up my whole day. You're doing something right here. You're doing something right here. The police need respect. And the, the hierarchies of the police need change. That's just my opinion, though. Hmm. What the fuck? Keep going, Clinton. Was that me or you? What the fuck was that? Because uh, we need to know the police are the real people. <clears throat> I guess. They really are. Yeah, some are. Right? We need the police, big time, especially now. Hmm. 
God bless you, Clinton. Amen, brother. Thanks for your call, dude. I appreciate that. You said some nice things. You talked about my heart. Funny thing, a heart, right? Anyways. I thought he said Tall Timber, but his name's Paul Kimber. I think he's from America. I don't know. I don't. I wish he would have said where he was, where he's from. But I think he was from America. And uh, I fucking love America. I do. I love America. I'm happy that we border America. Canada borders America. Canada is safe because of America. We are lucky to be bordering up against America. Whenever we want, want to go on holidays, it's always down south where it's warm. Seattle, California, Vegas. Love it. And I hope this uh, violence and this protest, I hope it stops soon so we can go. And the COVID, how about that COVID thing, you know? But, uh, man, eh? And I'm complaining? And this guy is 50% legless, you know what I mean? He's got 50% legs? Could you imagine? Lost a whole leg. I think I said, I think I responded to him wrong. I think he said, see, I thought he said that he lost his leg, but then he found his leg. But I think he said, because my wife told me, no, he said he lost his leg and he got his life back. Not, I thought he said he got his leg back and I'm complaining about, you know, silly things. We complain about silly things. You know what I mean? I remember being at work and complaining because they called me on my days off and all the other cops all well you should submit an overtime claim Clint four hours double time for calling you at home that's the shit I used to complain about goofy this guy's sitting at home with one leg this is the shit I like talking to real people like this is a real guy with real things going on I like that. Paul Kimber. Thanks. I hope you keep on watching. Thanks for that call. That was a great call. I appreciate your name. Paul. I used to go to school with a Paul. I used to go to school. I shouldn't even be talking about this. I went to school with a Paul. It was grade five or grade six. And I sat behind him in class. And every three minutes, Paul would go like this with his arms. And then go, uh, uh, and I used to go, teacher, Paul's doing it again. And he, he didn't like his long sleeves touching his, his hands right here. So he, uh, uh, I'll never forget it. It drove me up the wall. Anyways, I don't want to talk about that guy. He was a, well, maybe I do. I went to his house, grade five or six. Oh, I can't, I can, I have a problem with birthday cake now. You remember when they used to put money in a cake? Do you know how disgusting that is? We went to Paul's house and his mom made him this birthday cake. But instead of putting money in it, she put buttons in it. <laughs> okay, buttons. Uh, if you got a big button, you got a quarter. If you got a real tiny button, you got a penny. And if you got a little bit big, a button in the middle, you got a dime. And Paul takes a big bite of his cake. And of course, he's got the big button, right? His mom put the big button in the cake. And he opens up his mouth. And he's like, Mom, do I got the big button? And the button is rolling around his cakey tongue. The button's covered in cake. He takes the, the button out. Oh. I've never looked at birthday cake the same. Yeah, Paul, you got the you got the big button and you just ruined me for life. And he got a quarter. His mouth was just Anyways. 30 years later I attend his house because I was still a cop and there he was. RIP, Paul. Let's I, I let's not even get into that one, okay? 
Not even get into that. It's weird, eh? What the po- no. Let's play another call. Hey, Clint. It's Tyson Dahl. Tyson Dahl. Hey, Tyson, man. Thanks for calling. What a name, eh? Tyson. Could you imagine being at school? Hey, Clint, Tyson's after you. And I'd be, I'd be like, what the fuck, Tyson? Yeah, Tyson wants to boot fuck you. Fuck. Don't fuck with Tyson. Let's keep it going. Tyson, you remember? What? Just uh, went through the promotional process here, trying to promote to Corporal. Mm, trying to promote to Corporal. Well, good on you, right? You can't be... Well... Sometimes I wish I was a constable for life, CFL. Just remember, when you become corporal, try to have a relationship with the guys that are under you. Eat breakfast with them. Dinner. Have them over. Even if you don't like them, okay? I once had a member tell me, at a course, supervisor course, They are no longer your friends. They are not your friends. You've lost all your friends the moment you become a boss. I disagree with that. Uh, It becomes a lot tougher, though. Even if you're great, they want to complain about you and bitch about you. Even if you're great. But uh, let's keep it going. Uh, Kind of a shitty deal. Uh. A lot of work, a lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Maybe you might want to make a video on that. Ah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, make your content, make your videos, and uh, we'll be following you further. Like my content, like my videos. Thank you, Tyson. Right on, man. I wish I knew where you're from. What what the what the precinct you're working at? Stay safe. Be careful. Do a video on the promotion process. I don't want to put you guys to sleep. Oops. <laughs> um, where do I start? Where do I start? I start from the beginning. You start from the beginning, Clint. Promotion process. Where do I start in the world? What would I say? What's the first thing I say? Well, let's talk about the promotion process. Do, do we like it? Do we like the process? You know, years ago, I don't know, maybe it was back in 2007, 8, something like that. They were just handing out promotions, right? Hey, constable, you're good. You're corporal today. In a weird way, I like that idea. It didn't happen to me, but in a weird way, I kind of like that idea. They knew you were good enough to be corporal, so they made you corporal. You didn't even have to wait seven years. But I don't know. Like, what would happen if it was the other way around, right? You, you're, at a, you're at a place where you hate, where the supervisor doesn't like you, hates you. Well, that's not, never going to happen for you. And how many times have you ever seen that? How many times have you seen a supervisor not like you or not like somebody else? Lots, right? Happens all the time. And so the best chance you have is going somewhere else. I don't know if I'm making sense. But then I look at the other, the other ways. And I've had some weird corporals over the years when I was a constable. We had a, 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 a constable ident member that became a corporal GD watch commander. What? Like, come on. Not her fault. Well, it is. She shouldn't have applied for it, but she doesn't know. And I'm not talking about a watch commander that's a, that a, that's at a big detachment like Langley, where there's like 16, 20, 16, 20 members. They don't do anything. They do nothing. But if you become a watch commander where there's only five constables, you really got to perform. You really got to, you got to be good. That is a solid, you have to be a solid watch commander. You don't have to be a solid watch commander at Langley. You don't, 
they don't do fuck all. Sweet fuck all. Every member knows it. Don't kid yourself. They know it. Don't even pretend, okay? You do nothing. You don't even leave the office. They don't even... I'm going on a rampage right now. The corporals don't leave the office. Staff sergeant doesn't leave the office. Sergeant doesn't leave the office. The only people that leave the office is the constables. So you write this... You write this thing for lots of hours to promote to the next level. And IDENT members are becoming watch commanders. Traffic members are becoming watch commanders. I had a guy in mission. He he guarded the queen? What? Or the premier or the prime minister? Somebody. He became a watch commander. On GD, no, sorry, he became a cor, a, a GD corporal. On uh, GD, he had a tough. He blew he blew his head off, and uh, I like that guy, and I think we sh- they should that that watch. I don't want to get into this. That just threw me off when I just thought about that. Uh, an ERT member. Promotes the corporal, and all of a sudden they're a corporal on a watch. You're an ERT member. Like, I don't know. What do you know about GD? I shouldn't say this. I shouldn't say this, but I rem. And I know he's probably watching. I had members. I remember I had a. I had a corporal that used to, uh, I'm going on, I'm, I'm going off now. I had a corporal that used to say to me, whenever a corp, whenever this corporal boss of mine wanted to give me shit, he would take me to the local coffee shop. He did this about three times. I'm like, oh fuck. Like, can't you just have a cup of coffee with me normally? Can you get, and that's another thing. Can't bosses get to know you? Why don't you? I got to know my inspector when I retired. Why didn't the inspector ever go for coffee with me or a, a lunch? Can you get to know your guys? There was a guy, there There was a sergeant in Duncan. His last name was Styles, and I like that guy. He didn't have a good reputation at Campbell River. And that's another thing. Who gives a shit what you hear? What you hear means nothing until they arrive. I liked him. He was a good guy. We went for coffee. That's all you need to do. Get to know your men. Anyways, I lost my train of thought. So this guy, I remember we go to the local coffee shop. We're sucking on a coffee and I'm like, just tell me what you got an issue with. This is what happened one day. I'm working in Langley. It's either 10 to 7 or 5 to 7. I'm off at 7. There's six, there's 20 members sitting around having briefing. They're starting. That watch is starting. They're starting at seven o'clock. They're taking over our entire watch. I'm at the detachment. I work in Walnut Grove. A call comes in. The dispatcher, doi, says to me, Alpha One, can you take a thing? She knows I'm off in five minutes. And I kind of flip up. I flip out and I I say, I don't know, I in front of my corporal, oh fuck me, or something like that. And my corporal's like He couldn't believe that I had said that. But I'm saying it because can't these people they're they're right in front of us. They all have radios. The other watch that is starting. Can't they take the call? That's what you do, you take the call. Do you know how many times I have asked other members I've brought radios into change rooms and go and said, hey, there's a domestic in. We're off in 10 minutes. Can you go to it? That's what you do. It's called common courtesy. It's courtesy. That's what you do. That watch should have known that they have to take that call because I'm off in five minutes. I'm going to go down 200 Street down to, I don't know, Walnut Grove. Like, I'm not going to. My parents just came to town. They caught a ferry over to visit me. And now I'm going to be working an extra two hours because that watch is sitting around briefing. 
I don't give a shit if you're in briefing. You leave briefing. And you take that call. You don't make me take it. So he sits me down. And goes, I don't, you know, client, I don't like how you acted there. You know, you, you said, fuck me or fuck this. And uh, we can't have that. We can't have that. Why am I telling this story? I'm not even probably saying it right. I basically said, well, I don't care what you like. I don't care what you don't like. I didn't like that they didn't take the call. They should have took the call. No, they shouldn't have, Clint. They hadn't started their shift. And I'm like, you know what, man? Yeah, they did. They're in briefing. You leave briefing. Briefing isn't that important. Sometimes you don't even have briefing. It's not that important. Common courtesy says the right thing, the right thing to do is for them to take it. And everybody will would will agree with my logic. And he said to me, that's not true, Clint. That's not true. I was talking to the other corporals, Kavanaugh. I was talking to the other corporals, and uh, they all agree with me, and that's why I'm talking to you right now. And I said, well, that's bullshit, isn't it? Because I talked to them this morning. Why am I talking like this? I talked to them this morning. They, they all agree with me. So thanks for the coffee. If you want to talk, go back to the d- detachment. Have a conversation with them. If, if I haven't convinced you, if you think I'm lying, then we'll talk again about it later. He never talked to me about it, of course, because his logic was stupid. I've lost my train of thought. I, I told you the most boring story ever. It was about corporals. I don't have the answers on how to do the process. Easy. I don't have the answers on uh, how you pick, how you promote somebody. I don't know. I have no clue. But the RCMP process, holy shit, Tyson. Like, my God, man, eh? I spent a, over, I don't even know, 100 hours on my resume. I left like, fuck. A job came up. A job came up in mission. It was the watch commander. I wanted to be watch commander. That was my goal. You can't be, you can be a watch commander on the island everywhere, but you can't be one on the lower mainland. There's only one place that exists, and that's mission. I was allowed to promote. I had seven years on March 11th. And guess what happened on March 11th? That was the day, February 11th, the posting came out for mission. It closed on March 11th, the day that I could actually apply to promote to corporal. Holy fuck, I, I remember this like yesterday. See, you got me talking about this. This is a thank you. It's bringing back memories. <laughs> L. Ramey. Great guy. Helps me out on my resume. Every sentence, every sentence meant something. I would, I would write this much and I would condense it to this much, and it took me uh, over a hundred hours, and every sentence had to mean something. I did this. I did this. I did this. I did this. I went to Duncan. I pulled files because I thought in my head, which I think I'm right, I want every of my examples to say, when I was acting watch commander, I did this. When I was acting watch commander, we went to the 7-Eleven. We responded to, I had multiple, I did resources this way and that way i told them to go here there and there and i went to 7-eleven and because we had a robbery at 7-eleven i dusted for fingerprints i did all this in one night we found the guys i processed the the inmate i did the watch briefing or the uh watch report and, and then we went to that call and that call so i came, i would come up with a, a crazy night while i was acting watch commander I remember writing it, and, and Al Ramey went over every single thing that I wrote. Made it better. He was a big help. I remember, con. what was that one? Conflict management? It's not conflict management, but knowledge of conflict something. That was a tough one for me. I had kind of an issue with the watch commander, and we worked it out. So I used that as an example. I, and a lame example that I used was a kid breaks into a school 
and I do restorative justice with that kid. I got by on that one. Exhibits or knowledge of legislation, knowledge of, oh, I can't remember. It's funny when you retire. Knowledge of, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. But I did it on, uh, I, I did an audit on exhibits and uh, I don't know, a member had a VIR file, violence and relationships file, and they didn't arrest. And I bounced it back because they had to, because VIR, our, VIR policy said they had to. So I used that as an example. And I can't remember the other ones, but it took me forever. It was hell. It was complete hell writing that, uh, but it was good. I don't know. Was it good? Yeah, I felt I felt pretty satisfied. I felt pretty satisfied after I was finished. Huh? Oh, man, this is going on forever. But I like talking about it. And then I'm in, I'm in mission. I'm corporal. I get what I want. I'm a watch commander. I come in guns a-blazing like an idiot. Don't ever do that, guys. Don't ever come into a place guns a-blazing. Just take it easy, okay? I miss mission. I liked mission. I hated Dixon. I liked him at the end. Uh, don't know why I just said that. But uh, anyways, I'm in mission. I'm a corporal. Because I called up staffing. I said, I want to go back to my hometown where my mom and dad lived. They said, no, it's not going to happen for you. And I said, what about a no-cost transfer? They said, we don't do that anymore because da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And so I thought in my head, well, if I buy a place where I want to go, if I buy it, then I automatically become a no-cost transfer. And they kind of got to move me there if a position opens up. So that's what I do during paternity leave. I buy a place. <laughs> I convince my wife. To rent out our house in Abbotsford. I go back and forth for a year and two months. I don't recommend recommend doing that, by the way. Do not do that. But during this time, I write my resume again. I write it for a sergeant spot in Victoria. And I'm sorry, guys, but I don't totally remember, but I became top seven. Is that what it was? Top seven? Is it still like that? I don't know. But I became top seven at West Shore. And I'm like, fuck. And I knew the guy. I used to work with Larry and Duncan. And I'm like, oh, I might get this job. I don't want to be a sergeant. I don't want to be a sergeant in West Shore. But it'll get me to the island. And then I find out that I'm going to where I want to go. And I pulled my resume out of there. Just in time. And... uh I don't know. Maybe I should have kept it in there. I, would have, I don't know. I don't know. Everything worked out, I guess. I don't know what to say. I'm not saying those other guys didn't deserve to be a corporal, but maybe just not a corporal on a watch, okay? Everybody deserves to be a corporal. You write that resume. If it's good enough, you deserve to be a corporal. But they shouldn't put it. Don't just go, GD. Who gives a shit? It's just GD. GD is the most important, guys. Everybody knows that, right? Don't treat GD like it's less than anything else. But some people that promote to corporal, hmm, don't necessarily, they shouldn't really go to a watch. You can't be a watch commander. You can't be a corporal on a watch if you can't do the job. But I'm not saying don't become a corporal. You could be a corporal anywhere else. You're better off. You're better off being a corporal in street crimes than being a corporal on a watch. I guess that's my point. I don't know. I don't know if I should have went to Langley. My buddy said to me, he said, uh, I said, where do you think I should go, man? And he goes, you should probably go to Langley to detachment. And I'm like, uh, why? You know why, Clint? Because they got a lot of money. The, the detachment's got a lot of money. And I'm like, is that a good thing? Well, yeah, man. Think about it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't ever have to worry about batteries anymore. And I heard they give you, really? I heard they give you a free stinger. Let me tell you something. Money don't mean shit. 
the best best place I worked at was Duncan. They didn't have a dime. So don't ever think that the grass is greener. I used to be the boss. I was basically the boss at Duncan. I go to Langley. Four, six. I got six bosses. They don't want to hear what Clint has to say. And I'm like, please listen to me. I became dumber when I went to Langley. All those prime skills that I had, I lost. I was sharp as a whip. Anybody that asked me a question, I knew the answer. You lose that if you don't use it. So that sucked. That sucked that I lost it and I couldn't do it. And I had four, six bosses that stayed in the office. Maybe they go out, you know, for a tea. I don't know. Tyson, thanks for the call. Peace, you jarred my memory about something. And uh, I like the name. Dad. Dad, I got a guy picking on me at school. What's his name, son? Tyson. Oh, you're fucked. His name's Tyson? Like, Anyways, I got to go. I'm going to have a glass of wine with the, the woman upstairs. You know, you know what's funny? I'm doing my thing today. I'm loving it because I got the house to myself. She comes in, surprisingly. And uh, I, I don't smoke, but I was lighting a cigarette from the toaster because I couldn't find my lighter. And I had my shirt up. She comes in. Why are you smoking in, in the house with your shirt off? I'm just like, fuck. Okay, I was outside on the deck. I just ran in. The door's open. It's not like I smoke in the house, but can I not have my shirt off? It's like 26 Celsius. And I don't know why I just shared that with you, but uh, she didn't like it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to title this one. Maybe, uh, I don't know. What did, I, what did I even say? No raise. No raise. No, no camera. Can you subscribe? Can you subscribe? I'm almost, I'm at like 247 subscribers. Almost 90,000 minutes, guys. I love it. Uh, keep it up. I don't, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to end this. I guess I end it with a bye-bye. Bye-bye.